Hello, and welcome to our third episode of Alexandria's Stories. I'm your host, J.D. Ventura. As our listeners know, we undertake community journalism that focuses on the people, places, and things that make this city great. And this week is no exception. If you've ever walked along the river through Founders Park, heading toward the waterfront restaurants at the bottom of King Street, you may have noticed a quaint little boathouse, looked up at the sign and wondered, what the heck is the Alexandria Seaport Foundation? At a quick glance, I assumed they were a conservation group saving the riverfront ecosystem. I was wrong. The Alexandria Seaport Foundation isn't saving the Potomac from pollution, but in a very real sense, they are saving lives. Addiction is kind of the thing where I was starting to push away the people in my life, even the people that I loved and my family, and I was kind of secluding and isolating myself, and it wasn't healthy for me at all. And so being able to show my family the, how, how much better I'm doing through, you know, progressing through this program, it's brought a lot of people back, and um, I'm able to show people those people that love again, the real person who I am inside and not like the addicted zombie that I was in the past. When you meet Patrick, you see a happy-go-lucky, lanky 23-year-old with a spark in his eyes and an undeniable friendliness. On first impression, it would be hard to guess that before he entered the Seaport Foundation program, which teaches young at-risk men and women life skills through carpentry, boat repair, and mentorship, Patrick was addicted to opioids, an addiction that was growing increasingly deadly due to the surge of fentanyl-laced street drugs over the last few years. He attributes the program with helping him not only with his sobriety, but also his self-esteem. So at my, at my lowest point, it was really, really difficult for me because from my point of view, you know, I, I just saw myself alone and there's this terrible thing that I knew I shouldn't be doing, but it was just so hard for me because, but in my heart, I knew like, I really should need to quit and I need to stop doing this. And it was just that, that torment of going back and forth and, and feeling that way with myself and just fighting myself in that way. And, being disappointed every single time I would relapse and use and just like, you know, that pain, like I actually like didn't, re- I hated myself in that moment. I get so much joy out of seeing them come in and making the changes that they do. And I mean, these kids are, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say they come in with nothing, no adult mentoring. They've never had to be accountable. They've never learned the skills that would put them, make them succeed in high school, never mind life. Uh, most of them are dropped out, have dropped out of school. Most of them have been incarcerated. Most of them have been in and out of the court system. Some of them are parents already. They have struggled with drug abuse and alcohol abuse, uh, mental health disorders, which by the way, are, are just so much more apparent now post pandemic. We're seeing more drug use and more mental health crisis than we ever had before. The pandemic may have made things tougher, but Kathy Seifert says that the foundation is part of her soul. After years of watching other executive directors come and go, the former stay-at-home mom and head of the foundation's development arm warily accepted the position of executive director, wondering if she wanted the pressure of knowing the buck would stop with her. But when you see her working with her staff and mentoring the Seaport's apprentices, it's quite frankly hard to imagine her doing anything else. Um, I had absolutely no idea that the definition of at-risk youth, um, what these kids lack and what they have not gotten in their lives is catastrophic. And over time, it has totally transformed my life.
Seaport shows a lot of compassion, empathy, and you know, they really do show you that you care. And people knowing that they genuinely care, it really does impact me and the people who are at Seaport in a lot of ways because a lot of us, we have different backgrounds and a lot of us, we really don't experience, you know, like ever had people to actually genuinely care about us for our own benefit. So I most definitely say the love and support Seaport shows to us. That was one mentee's answer as to what the program offered her. Zaria came to Seaport after she decided she was heading down the wrong path. On the day I spoke to her, she and fellow apprentice Madison were demonstrating their extensive knowledge of the tools in the woodworking shop. Like Zaria, Madison says the program doesn't just rebuild boats, it builds up people. You know, I didn't think I was going to make it past 18. I'm here now and I have an opportunity. I could go to college. I could be the first in my family to go to college. I mean, that's big considering, like, where I was coming from. Um, and it's really important to have these programs set in place for, like, high-capacity, like high capacity, you know, areas. Because there's, so there's so much going on and there's so much left behind. Like, children don't have parents. You know, the kids in foster care, when they get out, they don't have anywhere to go. You know, especially, like, minorities, you know, stuff. People just don't have, always have the resources. And there's... I feel like there should be more places where people can ask for help and, you know, not only just be given it, but work for what you need to get in your life. And I think that's why Seaport is, like, really amazing in what they do. That's all for this time, folks. Hope you had a great summer. I'm J.D. Ventura, and as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>